Hi, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, today's episode is one for the books. We've got Ben Savard, Trilon volunteer, in the booth to talk about his role behind the register and behind the keyboard as the theater's de facto Twitter manager. Uh, we recorded this in September 2019, just after the Trilon's 10th anniversary special. Ben was a wonderful guest, and he's a dynamite editor. If you uh, want to, you can check out his stuff at benjaminsavard.com. That's Benjamin, S-A-V-A-R-D.com. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So once again, no smoking in this theater. Mm. We are here to support cancer. <laughs> oh. Wait, no. You All right. It up again. Thank you very much for listening to Trilove, a literal roundtable podcast where we talk about movies we saw or people we met at the Trilon Cinema in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find us on Twitter at Trilove Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm Cody. I'm Harry. I'm Aaron, and I, I got a real quick. You do the people we met when we're interviewing special guests, but you don't do it normally, so it, it's not like a... Well, we didn't meet many other people at the Trilon. That's true. Who do we meet this week? Ben Savard, volunteer. Thank you very much for joining us, Ben and Savard. Twitter guy, I and think. Twitter guy. Uh, we're going to get into that. I'm really interested in like how you've approached your role as social media guy because, like, I do it too. Wait, what? I do. Th- I do Twitter for our Trilove. I don't podcast. know if that's wow. true for our Mister Trilove podcast. Uh, wow. Today we are going to be talking about Ben's experience as a volunteer, how long you've been doing it, and uh, we've probably probably going to get into a lot of different topics uh, based on our elevator ride up to see. What kind of person you are? Uh, if you're a man of your word, if you're a man of merit, if you're a man of mirth, um, mirth and nothing but. Which brings us to our first question: I don't know Who I mean. do you think you are, Ben Savard? <laughs> this is a question I ask myself. Follow up weekly. Where do you get off? <laughs> oh, that's a very private question. Uh, we said we wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> I didn't promise that. Um, so tell us, uh, Ben, how long have you been a volunteer of the Trilon? So I've been volunteering at the Trilon for about two and a half years. Um, my first ever volunteer shift was May 17th, 2017. It was uh, Terrence Malick's, uh, I forget the year, dang, I, I did the research. I looked at the thing. I have this little <laughs> piece of memorabilia. I, I bought the poster for it. Um, but it was uh, Days of Heaven. So I've That's got, a great poster. Yeah, it's beautiful. They, there was you know original artwork done for the Trilon for it. It's, it's gorgeous. But anyway, so uh, two and a half years is the answer to the question. Nice. You have committed that to memory. Is this a pretty like monumental occasion in your life? I might have committed it to memory about two hours ago before I left my apartment. <laughs> I appreciate um, that because I don't remember when I saw that movie. So now I know it was May you know. 17th, 2017. If, as long as you saw it on a Monday. So I'm an I'm a every other Monday volunteer. Um, which is usually a low-key night, which is which is pretty nice. You get a lot of the the regulars who uh, know about the trial and go out of their way, go back often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like of the people that are uh, known by the trial on volunteers and staff uh, to be like, oh, those are our kind of like people. Those are our regulars. A lot of them show up on Mondays. Do you enjoy kind of being the face of the trial on when you're there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm strangely uh, really interested and. Uh, in talking with strangers um, and just kind of like putting on a face and figuring out like 
um, how can I relate to this person? And it's pretty easy when I'm like being a representative of the trial line, which is an organization that I love and support and be like, hi, I get to be a part of this thing. This is a really cool thing. You're walking in here. You probably think so too. How great is this? Like, <laughs> let me, you know, put on a big smile and make some popcorn for you and give you a ticket to the show. Well, let me tell you, it's working on us right now. You're oh, representing okay. the trial line with flying colors. Uh, I'm going to go right to my document, oh, to nice. our wow. document about questions. Uh, it's such a good interview technique to say that. Right? <laughs> to, really to, a great telegraph. Thing to I, I got to let people know. I got to know it's the It's an audio stamps. format, so you could just just do it. But you you mentioned the f- the physical thing you are. We're doing all about transparency here. Yeah. Yes. We've just uh, been uh, biding time so that you can pull up your document. Is your document pulled up? I actually opened it, closed it, and put it right back down. Uh, <laughs> can we get an update on the status of the document? Um, it is and currently so uh, suspended in uh, some sort of stasis, whatever that is called, when you close your phone without closing the yeah, app. Yeah, that's, that's the term. It's there. Stasis? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cryptostasis? Cryosleep, I think. Uh, so tell us I'm what uh, you do outside of the trial line. We talked to John about a lot of the programming and stuff, uh, but I'm interested in starting out with, um, like, what kind of person you are? Do you, are you going to school? Uh, I am not at the moment. Um, I am, let's see. Uh, video editor uh, down, actually just down Washington Street here in downtown Minneapolis at a little post-production house uh, slash creative studio, I believe is now what we're calling ourselves, uh, called Pixel Farm. Oh, I do. I've heard the name. It's across the street from Runyon's. It is across the street from Runyon's. Are you a Runyon's guy? I am when I have to work late because I will call and just pick up some wings and then bring them up to my office and try not to drip sauce on my keyboard. Oh, man. This is a match made in heaven. I can <laughs> tell already. We, uh, go, these we go to Runyon's after, what, 50% of these m- podcasts? M- probably probably more than yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. well, depending on the weekday. Like, we'll let me know. We'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Diet Coke on tap at, uh, at my office. Wow. Ooh. Well, we might need to have the next podcast recorded there. So uh, <laughs> I moved to Minneapolis uh, three years ago on Halloween 2016. Um, pretty much immediately started my job at Pixel Farm um, and have been doing that ever since. And then outside of volunteering at the trial on, uh, part of like a couple of writing groups, a couple of book clubs, very uh, nerdy, I believe the term is. But <laughs> given that I'm speaking to a group of young men who run a podcast for a niche uh, nonprofit <laughs> Uh, repertory theater. Please, please, all this praise is. Oh, we're uh, we're getting known, dude. I feel, I feel like I'm amongst my people. Yeah, that sounds right. Well, we're glad that you're comfortable here. Uh, what do you? What uh, kind of like? What's your history with film? Did you just start like watching movies as a kid and develop that love? Move to Minneapolis and say, I want to be with the nearest theater I can be with. That is a good question. Um, so I studied film in college, and before that, I had an inkling that it was something that I was pretty interested in. Um, Kind of, this is a very bad answer. There's no like one piece of. I get to be the judge of that. Good. (laughs) Feel free to judge away. Uh, Unlike, I don't know, others that I've talked to, it's like there wasn't one movie that really inspired me or the work of somebody that really lit a fire under my ass. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh man, I like telling stories, but I also like taking pictures. If only there were a way to combine them. And then I decided to major in film, uh, thinking, well, you know, who needs a job in the future? But (laughs) somehow it worked out. Uh, Technically, my degree is in film and media culture. I still don't know what that means. (laughs) Media culture. Media culture. Literally, that is what it says on the piece of paper with my degree on it. Did you just have a whole lot of, like, studying other people's films, or did you, like, get to do some of it yourself? It was mainly theoretical, academic. We just watched old movies, wrote essays about them, and talked in class about them, which I absolutely adored. One of the reasons I love your podcast so much. Puts me back into the mindset of just like uh, 
not it's like thinking about film and watching film and having conversations about it on an like artistic and cultural and you know just like humor based level as opposed to like uh, you know how much money is this movie making oh what superhero movie is about to come <laughs> out not that I have anything against them but uh, you know there's a pretty deep history and like wide uh, cultural array of ways of viewing movies and appreciating them and this feels like the trial and feels like an organization that really supports that kind of uh, like thinking about movies and Mm -hmm. uh, digesting them and you guys feel like oh yeah this is this is what happens when you have like cool cultural institutions is you get like not just like ad hoc conversations about movies but like structured ones that end up getting broadcast to the public which is structured is not a word that anybody (laughs) used to describe our podcast (laughs) but thank you no uh we we like to think like the reason that we started this podcast not to just talk about us for a moment but like it's really interesting to hear that feedback because we started this podcast essentially because we just stood outside the trial line whenever we were done watching a movie and talked about it for 45 minutes uh, and we realized you know if we can't if we can turn this into something that's fun and like let other people hear it too why not um but we realized that we wanted less to talk about the plot of every movie as a lot of movie podcasts do legitimately like that's a fun thing to get on listen to sometimes uh <laughs> but it's drag uh, them but to try and stay on topic on subject while still like moving a conversation forward seeing if we can say something that hasn't been said about the movie before or isn't very like well publicized we do a, a, like some of our fair research before we start talking about a movie and we often like reference the pieces that we t- that we read about it or like other people's thoughts about it uh, so no, it's really good. It's good to hear that, like that that is known uh, that we like that's the space we've carved for ourselves uh, in the Minneapolis mi- scene, I guess, for the followers on Twitter. It's also really cool to hear that uh, you have a background in um, sort of intellectual and um, cultural examinations of film because John does too. So it's really cool to. I mean that that was sort of our collective. Um, impression of the Trilon is that it feels like something where that sort of uh, intellectual, cultural appreciation is foregrounded in a way that it isn't in a lot of other um, institutions, even repertory cinema re- institutions. So to hear that, that that's something that so many of the, the people involved with the Trilon um, are so like pointedly interested in is um, validating, I think, or it makes a lot of sense. Uh, that was it, a much nicer, more Trilon-centered way to, to say what I said. Uh, not to say that you're copying what I'm saying. Uh, well, and piggybacking off of that, um, I, I don't know, you know, the breakdown, uh, statistically speaking, of how many people who volunteer at the Trilon or work at the Trilon, um, like, studied film in any academic capacity, but uh, it seems like everyone, regardless of whatever academic background, like, are interested in having these conversations and, like, bring a really cool perspective to it and also have just really different... Um, I wouldn't say values, but like kind of artistic tastes when it comes to film. And the Trilon seems to just like be able to give everybody a home where they feel like what I like matters, what I like is valid. And like I can find people who are really different than me in certain ways and have different tastes on different movies, but like can find enough of a common thread that, uh, yeah, they feel like a part of something uh, worthwhile. Sure. Yeah, and it, it seems like the Trilon caters to that very well. I mean, I, I don't know when we were necessarily going to bring this up, but the the 10th anniversary um, celebration, I don't we're going to date this, I guess. I don't know when we're putting this out, but it, it was yesterday, so we're recording this the day after. You can edit that out if you don't like nope. it. <laughs> um, but, you know, there were five movies shown, all from different time periods, different countries, different genres. 
Um, it seems like the Trilon does a great job, and this is something John talked about, of showing different kinds of films, uh, different genres, different periods, as an overall appreciation of film as a whole. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's kind of cool to hear that a lot of the volunteers are into different things, but that kind of adds up to an organization that's about film and talking about film and watching film. Exactly. And one of the things that I really loved about studying film in an academic context specifically um, was that I learned a lot about being able to put words to the things that I had always thought and felt. And I did not feel like I changed, like, I changed my opinion about, like, what was and wasn't valid or worthwhile as art. But it was just like, oh, this is a populist medium. And it has been a populist medium, like, by design since it very, like, since its inception. Um, And it's like, oh, yeah, like, there is no... I mean, there is highbrow and lowbrow, but it's like, it's really bullshit when it comes to film, as opposed to, I mean, it's bullshit probably for all art, but like, I don't know, like the thing that I really liked about uh, and have continued to love about like talking about film with everyone is like, oh, everyone is, has these like really interesting thoughts and feelings about like what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And like studying film in an academic context just gave me the ability to have like more accurate conversations and kind of get to the heart of things that I wasn't able to do before but it's like oh cool like I could talk to film I could talk to anyone about film because it's like that's what it's supposed to be and right. the trial is like so perfectly suited to uh, having those conversations about things that are considered to be like great pieces of art and things that are not considered to be great pieces of art but like regardless like no th- this is like why film is so cool and important and special and why the trilon seems to kind of like understand that in a way that other places uh that are devoted to film maybe i, I don't know like that's such a great point um <clears throat> i think that that you just you sort of got, got at the heart of one of the sort of mission statements um for the trilon in places like the trilon that appeals to me so much which is um and john talked about this a little bit when he was on but there's there's a sort of um I hate to use the word, I use this word too much, but postmodern, uh, recontextualization of what art is and what it can mean and what makes art, like you said, highbrow versus lowbrow. Uh, I think that, that even in film, there's a sort of, or there was a sort of um, genteel narrative of history where there were uh, pieces of film that were considered art and pieces that were considered pop or not and and those types of films were sort of broadly categorically um dismissed as something worthy of talking about or worthy of um sort of framing as art and thinking about in those terms um and one of my favorite things about the trilon um like you said is that um so much of repertory cinema like the trilon is about recontextualizing that and and saying like actually like these things that had been dismissed are worth talking about and just because they don't subscribe to the sensibilities necessarily that conventional art um subscribe to in order to sort of attain the prestige that they have doesn't mean that they're not imminently worth discussing in those terms uh we just watched fist of fury last night which is like a perfect example of that right like i was going to say yeah yeah it's like such a pulp um like framing and uh it's so much fun to watch in those terms but it's also like a like a radical film historically and um artistically and it was so great to see it at the trilon for that reason yeah and i like this is something that uh 
I, I love finding differences between like, I mean, most of the conversations I'm having with people about this kind of thing are like other volunteers or maybe just like regulars at the trial-on. Um, but I love finding big discrepancies between like what people love and hate uh, that are like, oh yeah, I'll, like we just, because we know each other and trust each other, it's like, we understand like, oh yeah, I'll, we respect each other's opinions. But at the same time, like, like kung fu movies are so not my thing, but I still just adore the fact that the Trilon like did a series of them, you know, last year, and like yeah. uh, the capstone event to the ten year anniversary was uh, Fist of Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I I don't know I love that like things that really really speak to me on a deep meaningful level are shown in the same week um, as things that like really don't speak to me. But I don't know it just like I'm I'm so happy that like. Everybody can find their uh, their bliss, their joy, their whatever um, yeah. in different uh, types of films at the trial on. Based on sort of the feedback and things you've heard from attendees, from audiences, do you think that that comes through to them as well, that they feel like anybody can find the kind of stuff they want to watch there too? I mean, like, speaking from a volunteer's perspective, it, it like, it's very interesting that, like you said, all those different perspectives can come into play uh, and what people's strengths and dislikes are uh, can affect, like, maybe not how you perceive the worth of the film, but, like your ability to just flat out say like this is worth showing this is something that's worth seeing and worth displaying on the same footing like we some around the table didn't really love um which one was it uh, honor among thieves yesterday or uh hands off the loot i think is an alternative that's the that's what the french title is translation yeah, yeah. sure uh but then, like, the other ones were, like, real hits for some people. Is that something that you also hear from the audiences about? Like, do you hear that feedback from them, too? Um, just, like, people not, like, thinking that they might enjoy something going in and then realizing that they didn't love it on the way out. Or vice versa. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's, I, I think, more so than a lot of uh, um, non-repertory theaters or maybe even other theaters that do some, like, repertory films. Uh, people are very open about things that they like that didn't work for them uh or like i maybe even just like oh wow i really hated that like that was terrible that was boring i (laughs) fell asleep during that um but it's often said with a smile on their face because uh like i think uh, most people who try something new or or try something unknown um who are coming to the trilon are like pretty invested in uh like this type of film as an experience um but i think the trial is also pretty good at like bringing in a lot of different people who otherwise would not have like who maybe don't have an interest in repertory film or don't have like an interest in film as art but um they just see searching google you know like what movies are playing this weekend like whoa there's a kung fu movie from 1982 playing like I will check that out. Um, like the way that I found out about the trial on wasn't from a friend or wasn't like word of mouth. It was, I was going on a date and I wanted to like see what movies were playing. And it was a lot of <laughs> really bad movies, uh, that were kind of blockbuster. It was like uh, November. So mm-hmm. it was like right in between like the end of summer blockbuster movies and like, but none of the Oscar bait movies that I'm a total sucker for had started playing. Um, but Treasure of the Sierra Madre was oh. playing, and I was like, "Oh, that was what? my first—that we was my first trial on film oh too." Holy shit! How'd wow, the date did go? Uh, you know, it <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> there was another date after that. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll leave it there. So at the very least, it wasn't. An did they disaster. like the Treasure of Sierra Madre? <laughs> uh, I think they did more than I did. Oh, okay. Wow. Which is which is interesting. Um, Takes. Yeah, but 
so anyway, that like so I um you know, if it had been a kung fu movie playing, just to keep using this as an example, I would not have gone. It just like it would you know, wouldn't have appealed to me. I wouldn't have clicked on uh, the Showtimes and then gone to the Trilon website and found out more. It just happened to be that like their broad range of the types of films that they show happened to be showing something when I was looking into it and then I found out and I went and I totally fell in love with the place and uh, gave my information and said, please let me be a volunteer here. And they said, it's like a six month to two year wait. And I was like, great, I'll, I'll be waiting. <laughs> um, and yeah, it worked out well that a bunch of people who had been on the list longer than I had had to say no because of the timing of the next available slot. Mm. But I, having only moved here seven months before, was totally socially unaware. Mysterious car crashes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one left. Exactly. Nobody knows how those bricks were cut. <laughs> uh, you, you've been talking a lot about um, how you sort of... Um, have a have a distinct sensibility that you seem to have a lot of self-possession about like you really understand what you like and dislike that's something that the trilon helped me discover really well as well um and that's something that uh that really appeals to me about the trilon do you think that your experience with the trilon helped you and in, helped inform your sort of development of what you like and dislike about film totally yeah um i i was very lucky to um study film which is like as a thing that i loved and i feel like that uh, exposed me to a lot of movies and genres and directors and writers that I otherwise wouldn't have uh, seen or heard from. But I think it took a couple of years for me, like um, post college, like into my my mid and late twenties, where I was like more interested in how I was feeling and what did what were these movies making me think, as opposed to like what's the consensus about this movie? Because it's it was such an easy way to kind of like start thinking of film as this like piece of art as opposed to like piece of pop culture or like just commerce mm -hmm. um, and so it was like oh I'm going to like see what are the lists that are the best movies of all time I'm going to ask my professors um, what they what movies they really like I'm going to you know like figure out what the canon is and then explore the canon before I can kind of realize like oh wow canons are bullshit um, <laughs> and start to pay more attention to like what uh yeah, how how I feel and um, like what I'm, what questions am I thinking about when I leave a movie? And um, the Trilon has been a, a really great place, not just because of what they're showing, but because of the conversations that I have had standing outside the Trilon 45 minutes after the show ends. Because it's like, oh yeah, these are people who have different tastes than me, who have different experiences than me, and whose opinions are just as sharp and valid as mine. And so not just uh, in terms of like exposing me to movies that developed my own taste and sensibilities, but um, by providing a lot of other people whose uh, opinions and thoughts I can kind of like bounce mine off of, um, the Trilon has been just like amazing at helping me develop my own uh, kind of preferences and senses. Is that where you figured out that you don't like kind of food movies very much? No, that, uh, my, my, my dear friend, one of my, my closest companions in elementary school, James Kiefner, uh, God bless you, please listen to this, James, um, <laughs> adores kung fu movies, is a martial artist himself, is, like, really good at literally everything he does, and he does a lot of, like, physical activities that involve, like, um, action, 
and he is like he studied it he's you know like he studied not just the arts but the actual like movies themselves and can tell me the difference and like the lineage of like oh who did the fight scenes for this and um is like a lovely human being and Boy, howdy! Is it disappointing when I have to tell him, "No, James, I don't want to watch uh, a Jet Li with movie with you." I'm really sorry. <laughs> Just it's not my thing. Ouch. Um, so that was uh, that's an example that I knew early. But um, uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, I think rewatching multiple David Lynch movies of the trial on was a great experience to be like, you know what? It's really okay that I think all of these are totally meaningless. Everyone's rubbing their hands. I'm fine with that take. I'm fine with no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I was going to ask, like, what has it helped you? Like, specifically, what genres has it helped you figure out what it, sort of filmmakers and sensibilities it's helped you figure out that you don't like? Again, not, yeah. like, with their inherent worth, but, like, your personal tastes. If David Lynch is one of those, what, what are the films that, like, what you walked out of what movie and you were like, no? Well, so I... I I'll give a, a little backstory. So I think it's it'd be difficult to uh, be a, like... Uh, white male film student which I was at one point and not be exposed to a lot of David Lynch and (laughs) assumed that like not just by others but by myself that like oh yeah this is going to be a thing that I'm going to like this is something I'm supposed to like Mm. Um, and so I decided I watched one thing and I didn't I didn't like it I think the first David Lynch movie I actually saw was The Elephant Man which is so not representative of his work and I was like this is pretty okay I don't really get what's special about it but then, uh, getting into my twenties, was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort. So I watched Wild at Heart, and I watched Blue Velvet, and I watched uh, the full season one of Twin Peaks, and I watched Mulholland Drive, and I kept thinking like, this is awful, and everyone <laughs> just keeps talking bullshit about what they think it means, and literally every argument they make about it is so full of holes that it's like. It, I could critique it in my sleep. I'm okay with all those, <laughs> but Mulholland Drive? You gotta Yo, do Mulholland he, Drive like that? Uh, so. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> oh, right. We're at that <laughs> point. I in think the that's Aaron's favorite movie, isn't it? It's it's one of them. It's. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I trying also, to hurt your feelings. I love this. Uh, I love all yeah. of the movies that you mentioned too. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I guess I'm not offended by it. Uh, you I mean, you're not. Oh, no, you're I'm, not I'm, I'm having the kind of overblown reaction. Would you like me to offend you? Recording the podcast. <laughs> Do it. We'll Go. talk. We'll talk Both later. Both barrels. <laughs> right next to um, you. No, I'm, I guess I'm. I'm. I'm fine with that. I, I think it's. Uh, you know, the nice thing about the Trilon is that you can be exposed to films that you don't like and still get something out of it. Right. Like there's right. such a, especially like. Maybe it's maybe it was always this case, but it feels like today, especially there's there's this kind of need to really like a film and to really get something out of your like of the film. Or like a lot of the movies that I have appreciated the most are movies that I may have disliked that maybe helped me develop as a person who watches films, who looks at the world in certain ways, right? Where, like, I walked out of a movie and I went, eh, that maybe kind of sucks, but I'm still maybe glad that I watched it. Yeah, I... I a great point. Totally. Um, so I, the Charlon, since I moved here, has played Mulholland Drive and yeah. Wild at Heart. So I, I went to... I paid money to go see those... Um, partially because I just like the trial on, I like supporting them, but also because it's like, okay, I'm going to, I've given it a fair try, but it's been a couple of years. Like, let's <laughs> see now that I'm more confident in my own, uh, like tastes and thoughts when it comes to movies. Like, what do I think of these movies now? And the answer was like, oh, it's even worse than I remembered it. Um, can I ask you what, uh, cause I have a few experiences from the trial on where I walked out, like wanting to like, 
jump to the moon, right? Where I was mm-hmm. like just elated at what I had seen. At what movies that you've seen there, or even you know volunteered for or whatever, have you seen that just like blew your mind, or just like you couldn't believe how good it was? Uh, I mean, uh, Days of Heaven was Days one of Heaven. the first. Yeah. Um, I'm. I have a Badlands poster in my office because I really, really like that that film. And uh, I had seen Tree of Life by Terrence Malick and also really liked it, but felt like, I don't know if I get this. I was 18, so it's like, I yeah. don't know if I really get this. But um, yeah, it, in terms of like the perfect mixture of like, this is uh, a movie that really speaks to me, a movie I thought was beautiful, and then the experience of not just watching it in the Trilon, which I think is special, but watching it in the Trilon the, as the first time I was a volunteer, it was yeah. like the perfect mix of um, like film and situation. I walked out of that movie just like on cloud nine. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there, what are some other ones that I walked out and was just so excited by it. I should have. Uh, wait, well, I mean, am I allowed to reference job. my own Google Docs? I have a spreadsheet yeah, of every piece of media I've consumed in the past five yeah. years. Go ahead. So, wow. Oh my god. Nice. Can yeah. Yeah, wow. what up? I'll, I'll say spirits here. I'll say nice. in the meantime that I think Tree of Life. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we're all around the same age here, and I think Tree of Life for people. My that I watched that freshman year that came out. I want to say my freshman year of college, and I feel like just everybody who was like getting into movies at that point, like Tree of Life. Even if you didn't like it, it was like a movie that had penetrated some sort of like barrier between like artistic films and like slightly larger popular culture to where it was like it was nominated for best picture um you know terrence malick had made a few you know movies before that certainly that were that level but i feel like that was one that people were really saying like oh no this is terrence malick he's back he's creating great films i just remember that being like such a such a like big movie for people getting into movies when i was that age Am I wrong about that? I've never seen Tree of Life. I've never seen Tree of Life. I, I'm so Aaron, sorry. I know what you're talking. You went about. on that whole thing. I, I yeah. watched that with like a lot of Cody. Like I a lot of I, our friends, I, I watched yeah. that like in the dorms freshman year. So much Cody. Um, yeah, Terrence Malick feels, uh, I guess, like for our white guy demographic yeah. sensibilities, it f- felt like David Lynch, but even more untouchable. Yeah, weirdly uh, enough. Well, and then he put out he put out like To the Wonder the next year, and I remember everybody's just like, oh shit. Which like, <laughs> I like that movie, but I remember a lot of people were very disappointed coming off of Tree of Life. Thought he was a one hit To the Wonder. Ben is uh, accessing oh, I, a I'm document. <laughs> I am. Now, we're, well, now we all have documents. What do you have on your phone? Show us your phone right oh, now. It's, I mean, it's just a Google spreadsheet. Is it uh, literally like every movie you watch? Spreadsheet. So I do movies, seasons of TV, and yeah. books. And I oh, write were you reading at the Existentialist Cafe I last read it Monday? twice in, no, this was uh, 2017. Okay. I'm going back. I was um, going to ask about the mo- the book you were reading last Monday. It was on my document. <laughs> oh. Um, wait, it was this Monday. Jesus, time. Uh, wait, so like, was I reading just like at the counter? Yeah, and I was like, hey, that looks cool. That was, oh, that was a book, uh, that was a Grey Wolf book. It's a, a local publisher, nice. Grey Wolf yeah. Press. Um, Paul Lisicki, who's a um, essayist memoirist, uh, who's a professor at um, Newark Camden. Um, and that is a memoir that's a mix of his experience of going through a divorce right after his best friend in the world died. And it's really experimental, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but How anyway, many books it's called you... the, the Narrow Door. The nice. Narrow Door. How narrow. many books do you put away in a year? Uh, this year, I'm at 58 Holy so shit. far. Jesus Last year, it was I think it was like around 60. But the year before that, it was like 30. And the year before that, it was like... 25. Avid writer, avid reader, you don't have any tips or tricks, please help me. Oh, I, the I, library. I been able to, I've been, yeah, um, I know. But especially, <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of listening. Uh, to, I'll, it used to be podcast, still podcast today, um, trial of included, like and subscribe. 
Um, <laughs> or no, leave a review. Is that <laughs> what you have to say? Now on YouTube. <laughs> Smash that like button, fam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. Um, and the library has an incredible digital audiobook um, uh, catalog and a really great app to listen to them called Libby. And so I, I do a lot of listening on Libby, but um, also have just gotten more into like, if I am not super jazzed about seeing a movie at the Trilon, like what a great like hour and a half of quiet where I can just like sit and read if I'm like manning the counter while my volunteer counterpart is inside watching the movie. Nice. Um, so I don't know, ma- making the effort. So you loaded up, you loaded up a spreadsheet. Yes. Is, is that is that books and TV shows and movies mixed? Yes. That's so is it sorted by date rather than, than by mixed. I mean, I, I have I have What's a column that, for book, movie, TV show. Okay. So I can All right. Also, so you can filter. You I can, can do that. Easily I complete chaos. <laughs> my my favorite part is I also have the medium through which I watch it. So I I just have to wow. like sort by medium and then theater, and then I can see. Which movies I saw in theaters specifically. Jesus Christ, when That's does right. this start? Yeah. Uh, I started it just as like a note in 2013, and it was only movies. And then I quickly added books because was, I wasn't reading a lot of books. But I was like, I want to remember these. Did so, that- so you've ramped up your book reading post-college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was well. So post-college, it was like um, because I wasn't no longer forced to be. I was no longer forced to read books. It was like, oh. Maybe once in a while I'll, like, read something on vacation and, like, find pleasure in it again. And this is great, but it wasn't very much. And um, I think, like, two or three years out of college, it was like, wait, I used to read all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I can I can do that again if I kind of, like, put in the, the time to, like, I don't know, wake up early and go to a coffee shop before I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm, like... Uh, instead of driving to work or catching the bus, if I like get up early enough to like walk to work because I'm not all that far from downtown and I can listen to an audiobook while I walk, um, just kind of like figuring out little little ways of sneaking it into an otherwise fairly busy schedule. But wow, sorry, I hate to derail it. That's just deeply That's okay. aspirational to me. Yeah, no, <laughs> same, same as, here. As a, as a person who. Uh, once styled himself as well-read and has always been a fraud uh, who read, like, maybe ten books <laughs> last year more of a fraud uh, and is deeply embarrassed. Uh, that's a great tip to know. So thank you. <laughs> I have my reading habits actually plummeted after college. Right, that's exactly right. I had the right. opposite yeah. experience. I was reading a lot because, like, I wanted to counterbalance what I was forced to read with what I wanted to read. I'm like, I just gotta, I gotta get this out somewhere. And then once I left college, I'm like, Nobody's holding me to account anymore, so why I just you, won't do it. Why don't you guys join a book club? What do you guys, you know, that, that because that you're the me. only one who invites me to book clubs, and I don't want to be a book yeah. club with you. Yeah, that's what I want to do is more social activity. That's <laughs> that's really what I'm going for. I don't. I, I was in a socialist book club. I'm not anymore. Then I've got a. Why did you stop? Uh, just uh, it kind of like petered out. I thought I had a question. No, I go, no I'll go for. A, um, yeah. Whenever I I don't know if your experience is this way with the trilon and volunteering at it, but whenever I have like I'm part of something. And then I know that somebody's experienced it. I have this, like, little hidden pride in it. Like, when I know the listen pe- people listen to this podcast, there's, like, a lot of terror. Like, holy shit, I've sent some dumb stuff on that show. But there's a little bit of pride. Like, it's something I put out into the world, something that I helped bring. Do you get that feeling when you're volunteering at the trial line and then you're watching the movie as it's going on? Um, not exactly. Like, I'm, I'm really happy and I, I feel a little bit of pride when I'm, like, it's a really busy night. Um, and I'm, like, it's, like... I can kind of feel in a more in a more immediate sense that like oh if I weren't here 
like volunteering my labor to this organization that tonight would be a disaster and it would like fall upon the shoulders of people that I care about. So um, maybe not pride, but responsibility. Yeah. And oh, I mean, but then like once we're done and everybody's seated, then it's like, oh, that, that feels really good. Um, I think so recently the trial on started up their blog again. Uh, Periscope. Periscope. Oh, wait. Periscope. Oh, oh, I'm because sorry. Periscope is a Trilon. local yes. advertising That's agency. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they just got acquired by Quad Graphics. I, oh, I know way did? too much of this. Yeah. Because I, I have a one of my clients at this agency is a direct mail provider in Minnesota. And Quad I'm Graphics is a competing one. I'm making a jack-off one. motion right now with my hand. You can't see it because it's not Oh, on I can podcast. see it now. Yeah. Um, Paris, now just to go off, please remember where you were. Put a I bookmark will. there. Uh, per- I, I've started tracking the name Trilon through um, Google Alerts and Twitter. Oh, just same. because, yeah. I, I, like, anybody says something nice, I want to be able to retweet it or whatever. A trilon is like a point, and this perisphere is like a sphere oh, or something, so like did, architecturally. Did, did, did John not explain this on the... I thought he kind of talked did, about uh, it. He did. This guy wasn't listening. Did he? Uh, yeah, Was I thinking of my next the question? The World's Fair, bro. So this yeah, oh, that's right. 19, 1939 World's Fair in New York. So it was just like a, a specific uh, piece of... I don't know whether it's like sculpture art sculpture or what it was art, like yeah. trying to... Say the something world about of the future. Right, like technology. Kind of shit, yeah. But anyway, so uh, Trilon was the giant pointy thing, and then Perisphere was the, the kind of globe-looking mm-hmm. thing next to it. Um, the sphere, okay. yeah. So Trilon and Perisphere, they've recently started up their uh, blog, blog again. again. Have you written for it yet? I have. I've written multiple things for it. Um, so that was something where, like, not only could I abuse my power as the Trilon's Twitter guy <laughs> uh, to retweet out my own uh, work uh, under the guise of, like, well, look, Benjamin Savard, quote-unquote, wrote this piece. Um <laughs> But uh, getting feedback on that was, uh, like, that was the kind of thing I was like, oh, not only am I kind of, like, somewhat associated with this organization that I love dearly so much, like, an actual contribution with my name on it that solely exists because of the thoughts and efforts I put into it is being responded to and causing conversation, and that felt great. And what have you written so far? Uh, I've written two pieces, one on uh, a kind of, like, 10 years post um, the premiere of Moon by Duncan Jones, which was man, if you ever want proof that I went to a liberal arts school and learned how to just like <laughs> talk in circles about movies, go read that. It's like 3,000 words about uh, why Moon kind of predicted the political hellscape we are currently in. Um, <laughs> and it's a very uh, fun critique of capitalism. Uh, and then I wrote a much shorter personal little essay about watching um, Alien during the oh, series. Oh, that, that was you. That was me. That was you. Yeah. That was, that was good. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, which is mainly about watching Alien and being very much reminded of uh, Krista McAuliffe, the, uh, one of the astronauts and teacher who perished on the um, uh, Challenger disaster in 1986. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Uh, other than some very inevitable uh, Twitter feuds between the Trilon account and the Trilove account about like David Lynch takes and things like that. Oh, yeah. uh, is there anything else that we can expect from the Trilon social media going forward? Or maybe more importantly, is there anything that's kind of like framed your work with those uh, those portals up to now? Um, that's an interesting question. So I, I feel like it would uh, behoove me to explain how I ended up um, with the Trilon's login for Twitter. Um, <laughs> ended up with? <laughs> yeah. Accidentally ended up in your Scribbled hands. Scribbled on a scrawl. That's so, um, 
I'm sure you guys have uh, talked to Barry uh, Krishka. The the M- minimally, actually, it's owner. it's cowardice again. It's I, a dream. I said it in three episodes. It's cowardice. It's like a that's let notice us notice me, senpai. He, kind know, of he knows our yeah. faces, and I've talked to him before, but not sp- explicitly about this podcast. Only I am allowed to call him senpai. Oh, okay, <laughs> actually, good point. Yeah, okay. uh, that's boss. Everybody does. Ben's anyway, it's just uh, got very dark. Very <laughs> <laughs> brow. Um, so uh, one. Let's see. So, like one one volunteer shift uh, over the summer, a couple of months ago, um, I was talking to Barry about like various types of outreach that the Trilon does. And uh, as somebody who followed the Trilon on Twitter, I think like the day I became a volunteer, but hadn't realized that they actually tweeted until two years <laughs> later when I happened to see like, oh, this is an auto. Uh, Instagram reposting of something uh, that somebody you hate put to on. See it. Right, I was like, oh, wait, this is an active account that just uh, never ever does anything. Um, so I, I think over email um, sent a, a message to John and uh, John Moret and uh, Barry and said, hey, uh, just curious, like who does the Trilon's Twitter account? Because I feel like you know there's a couple thousand followers and like uh, it seems like be an easy way to like you know spread the word um and john responded uh, not verbatim but something along the lines of i have it uh and i fucking hate twitter which is is why it never gets updated um and i replied like that's reasonable uh i I just well if you ever you know want some thoughts on like different ways of uh kind of engaging a little bit more and at this point barry like interrupted the conversation to say John, he's offering to take the trial on Twitter <laughs> and help us out. And John was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. Here's the here's the login information." Wow. Um, a so fun thing to do. Uh, sorry to step in is to um, go back like I did and scroll through the the Trilon's feed because you can kind of see like right around the moment Ben yes. took it over, and it gets it's, much better. It's great. Well, it's it's uh, their effort, and also just like I mean, like I I. Fully respect the idea that Twitter is uh, kind of poisoning my brain, but at the same yeah. time, it is already poisoning my brain, and I know how to help like the Trilon be a part of this this swamp. I don't know what the, what the <laughs> proper you're going to give them the gas mask so that they can at least survive in this yeah. exactly. sludge. Uh, so, do you like tweeting? Oh, I do. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so at the it was a, a a bit of a process of just kind of like okay, like what feels appropriate if, uh, as I'm like speaking on behalf of this organization that is uh, a real thing with like you know stakeholders, not in a financial sense. I mean, I guess in some way a financial sense, but more just like I mean, I, I want to do right by this, and mm-hmm. what does that mean? Um, so uh, it's been a lot of like tentatively trying to make jokes and like just making sure that I'm like, hey, I want people to like people who follow the trial on to like just know in the back of their minds, like what roughly is going on like this weekend and what is happening this week in case, you know, they otherwise wouldn't have been thinking about it. Um, and then just like most of the movies that we're showing have like really cool images and it's like hey you know what like really wets people's appetites for like going and seeing a movie is like a really cool uh, still frame of that movie um, or finding like a behind the scenes thing or finding some pull quote and you know mm-hmm. opening it up photoshop and throwing that over the poster um, just kind of like little ways of like 
oh, what do I find really interesting about what's going on at the trial on? How can I translate that to a medium that I spend way too much time on anyway? And then blasting it out and, and hoping that people respond. And I am not proud of the fact that I multiple times have screenshotted the engagement levels pre me going and then post. <laughs> Hell me yeah, going. you gotta do After it. My own there's heart. A, right, there's a there, for those of you at home. Uh, um, imagine a bar graph that is very flat. Uh, that suddenly goes up and sustains at a much higher level after that. Um, that has been my effect on the trilons. Could just be correlation. We don't know if that's causation. Yeah, we, we don't have no, There's we no have way data. for us to know. Um, so have you been surprised by, by like people actually being engaged with the trilon on Twitter? Like people tagging, yes. people talking about and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really cool because it's. Uh, it has also introduced me on like a personal level, like I keep seeing names and faces of people that is like, oh wait, I recognize this person. They've come in on a couple of Monday nights. Or oh. like, I've like volunteered for some of like the Hausu, you know, extra screenings, <laughs> and like it's like, oh, I'm suddenly connecting like names and faces of people that are uh, attempting to engage with the trilon online, who also like go there in real life. Um, but the there, there was not any real back and forth, um, at least via Twitter. Um, before I got there. And one of the things that I make an effort to do is if I see somebody talking about the trilon or asking a question about the trilon, then I am like immediately or not immediately, like trying to quickly like get back to them or like, you know, if they just say something nice, I will like it, maybe thank them for it. Mm -hmm. Um, If they, if it seems like it's kind of opening up into a bigger conversation, then like engaging in that conversation and making them feel like, oh, not only does this place exist, but it's run by people who, you know, like, know and care about the, the, the viewers and the, the I don't want to really say consumers because it feels very untrilony but like you know the, the, the people who make up our patrons yeah uh, this movie theater knows how to tweet this movie theater the knows fuck? me and well, loves me right there's like a real thing to that right oh I yeah I, like that, I definitely that's real. think that um, can, can I ask not that, that you know the trilon's a non-profit it's a it, you know not that this is the only way that this should be judged, but have you noticed a a like uptick in like ticket sales based on how like a post does or how you present a movie via social media? No idea. Um, the only one like I can really only speak to that anecdotally. I have no stats or evidence to to back it up, other than every once in a while something will get announced on Twitter and people will go crazy for it. Um, the hackers showing. <laughs> Uh, last Thursday was one where the Trilon, uh, as an institution, like our Twitter account, never actually tweeted about it because it was like uh, we were only kind of like hosting it as opposed to like running it. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite that, like when somebody else would talk about it, we would engage and kind of like try to signal boost it. And excuse me, that was one where the online levels of engagement were like really, really high compared to normal. And it totally sold out. It sold out quickly, and people continued to engage afterwards. People were like, "Does anyone have extra tickets?" Like really, really high levels of engagement. And then the, you know, you added a showing, right? Didn't you? There was a second showing yeah. after second the first showing. sold out. Yeah, yeah. So that w- that is an example where I can see both of those things happening at once. But for the most part, I am not privy to our ticket sales yeah. other than the nights that I'm volunteering because I will like do the math and mm-hmm. you know count do the books, but. Um, I would say, like, I hope so, but I, I really feel like that's not exactly beside the point. Yeah. But it is it is not the main thrust of why I wanted the trial end to engage more online. Yeah. Does it get your mind, like, the wheels spinning on this is a way that we should promote, like, this upcoming movie or whatever? Since you have 
you are the voice of the at least the Twitter account. Do you also do the Facebook? No, I don't. Um, Facebook, uh, the people who um, like John and Barry, I think are like put more of an effort into the Facebook beforehand. So going on the Facebook, and I you know I, I like the page. Mm-hmm. I think everybody out there should too. Um, it, it did not seem like there was a like mismatch between opportunity and action. Whereas like, and even with like the Instagram, like I think four or five times a week, John will tweet out either a poster or a mm-hmm. screenshot or even just like actual photo of the 35 millimeter prints. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's very cool. You should check out the trilon on Instagram as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it would seem like, oh yeah, like we're engaging and people are responding. And then there was an official Twitter account with thousands of followers and no engagement and no action. And it was like, oh, we have this. And the people running the trial on understandably don't want to do anything with it. But like, oh, I'm already volunteering my quote unquote expertise when it comes to selling tickets and being friendly and making popcorn. Like, oh, I'm actually like much more of a niche scale. Like I understand how Twitter works and I think I could help uh, drive engagement. You're willing to descend into the the swamp, as you called it, the take mines and, and sort of subject yourself to that poison in order to make things better for everybody else. Exactly. It's kind I, of beautiful when you think about it that so way. I, I, I certainly wouldn't be here without it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the Trilove and uh, U4 specifically with your individual Twitter accounts all uh, account for a significant portion of the online <laughs> interactions we have. But uh, I mean, it's like, it's that is, ex- I think, the, the perfect example of like a thing that I can point to uh, and be like, hey, like, l- look at this, like, lovely partnership that has blossomed as a result of just, like, reaching out and making an effort. And people, like, people are out there talking about the Trilon and literally having conversations that are recorded and broadcast to the world about the Trilon. Like, let's put in a little bit of effort back and make sure that they feel like, oh, yeah, we not only do we hear you, we really appreciate you guys doing this kind of thing sorry um, for blowing blowing up your notifications <laughs> uh, no we i love it it is i i love like uh you know checking my phone and seeing like personal twitter zero notification for the ninth <laughs> day in a row uh trial on twitter 12 notifications uh all try love based because like, yeah. you guys are helping like uh well not just like bringing awareness to other people okay. about the trial on but just like making people who might otherwise kind of think about their experience of the trial on as being a solitary thing and making it feel more like a group activity. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, that's something that I don't know why, maybe it's just a personal thing, but I've, I've always been so skeptical about the idea of community <laughs> in, in general, like, especially like, um, enthusiast online? community. Mm. Yeah. And especially online, right. Where it's like, like there's this idea notion that's, that's really difficult to, um, untrain yourself where the internet is not life right where it's like yeah like like there there are people engaging with this but like that will never translate to actual sort of shared community and shared interest um and so it's amazing to me to see that like there is a trilon community right like there are people who are actually like like you said you see people on twitter and then you see them in real life um to to know that there's a community there that exists is really um like validating and, and makes me feel really great about um, the Trilon. So in and I think that what you've been saying is that social media is like integral to that. Yeah, or I, I would say it is maybe not integral because I feel like these Trilon communities or different communities have popped up around the Trilon without social media. Sure, but that like oh this is one legitimate avenue to creating them and fostering them or to discover them. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. 
Um, are you are you like boots on the ground trawling for uh, like making lists and following the hashtags and stuff? Got notifications set up for when people like even like texturing the trilon kind of thing. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I, to peek behind the curtain a little bit, I just have um, like TweetDeck set up so mm-hmm. that I see our feed, our notifications, uh, any mentions. Um, and then specifically, anytime somebody just mentions the word Trilon, which is surprisingly, people still talk about that 1939 <laughs> World's Fair um, to the point where I have, I just like selectively, I don't block, but I just like mute the accounts that seem to weakly bring up the Trilon <laughs> and Parasphere, which it's surprising. I also believe that there's a, a uh, an independent toy company somewhere in the U.S. that makes like brain tickling puzzles. Uh, uh, called Trilon. Uh, they must uh, hate you. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you have a little war with them. I would, but I, I, I want them to succeed. So I just kind of like That's mute nice. them and move on. And um, yeah, and so it, it's it's been kind of uh, it's been cool. I've been learning more about how to use Twitter. <laughs> so like, Are your own tweets getting better? Uh, I don't I don't know. They can probably only improve. So <laughs> one would um, hope. What kind of was it a hassle to change from take up to the trial on cinema? Oh my god, no, it was just the funniest thing while talking like oh, days into me being behind like the trial on Twitter. Um, I very tentatively brought up the idea with Barry, so I was like, So take n dash up is our official Twitter handle. Um, I, I, I did a bit of digging, uh, trial on cinema is available. <laughs> And he was like, "Oh, well, uh, then can can we change it?" And I was like, "Yep, really easily." He's like, "Okay, let's your finger is on the save button. Yes, yeah. we can right now." Yep, I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was it was a pretty easy conversation, but that was that's the kind of thing where like people would write at Trilon yeah. or at Trilon Cinema and be tagging nothing or no one and. Talk about Excuse a value me. add, like right off the bat. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I've been trying to say. They need to double my pay. All those tweets now. Yeah. Have you looked into getting verified? But you can get verified. I've attempted. Um, the the trial on uh, Twitter's official stance on verification has been for the past year and a half that they're not accepting uh, requests for verification, and then instead it's just this like shadowy. People keep getting verified anyway, <laughs> but like there's no at least like public rhyme or reason to it. So uh, I think for the moment, it's not going to happen. Hmm. I tried uh, to get verified on Twitter once. Tweet at Jack. Just do it. <laughs> yell at him. I wonder if there's like a nomination process that nobody knows about. Like if you DM Jack enough being like, verify this account. Probably donate to Twitter and have vaguely conservative neoliberal policies. And You're then, not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. I, I've been attempting to uh, adopt Jack's personal I'm not going to eat most of the day and call it like a, uh, a lifestyle instead what? of just a like <laughs> fucked up diet. Jack's into that. Jack's, all sorts of that really shit. really into like yeah. uh, intermittent fasting um, yeah. which like you know uh, good on him but not really because it's bad and it's uh, not helpful. Sounds when, unhealthy. Right. Rich white dudes keep talking about these things <laughs> yeah. that would kill you people You get a certain amount of money access. and you just kind of get bored and you're like what can I do to change my lifestyle? Like, Well he's also like like the classic like uh, super rich guy who thinks that the reason he's super rich is because he's a genius and everything he does turns to gold. Yes. And so he starts doing things like that and he's like oh that's the reason why I'm better than you is actually because like I do all this weird bullshit and it's not like
like, oh no, you're just a fucking idiot who like. <laughs> well, sorry, lucky. I'm not. Yeah. I, we I talking about Jack or Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Jack. Fuck Twitter. No. Um, Cody had a question earlier. I'm forgetting the exact phrasing of it, but like, what is there anything that you've got in the chamber for the basically for social media through the trial, or is it just like day to day? Here's the movie I have to promote. Here's the tweet I have to favorite. Here's the retweet I have to make. Uh, I mean, rarely. Like with uh, like the anniversary, uh, the ten year anniversary celebration this weekend. Like that was something where it's like, oh, cool. I know that we will like people will be really excited about this. I'll see if like. You know, there are any interesting kind of, like, uh, ways of getting people to engage online to, like, help spur more real-life, like, interaction. Um, So I think it was you guys retweeting a bunch of really nice write-ups from local publications that led to me being like, wow, people are saying really nice things about us. Like, I have, like, a nice picture of the trial-on that I haven't used on my personal account. Like, let me just, like, quickly put this pull quote on top of that and retweet it. That looked really nice, by the way. It was great. Super clean. Thank you. I I work in media. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the whitest thing I've ever heard. I work in media. We're we're five five boy dudes on a podcast. You're not wrong. But this is an audible format. uh, This is is true. Can't reveal it. I could be anybody. anybody. (laughs) But yeah, so that was the kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is a great excuse to kind of like tweet a little bit more often than we normally do try to find like interesting things to like uh, throw out to the world under under the official Trilon mm-hmm. banner um, and so I, I mean generally no though it's just like I will I have like a reminder on my phone like go double check and see what movie is playing tweet. find something to tweet about it yeah. and tweet about it nice. um, you can get into polls you know that's true we should polls. try to do some post polls. alien aliens you can be like, which a which alien movies better plural or not we, i think everybody here will just spam alien uh which I'll is create, right i'll create right. sock puppet accounts if i have to just <laughs> just, just, <laughs> to, just to botch the polls yeah. uh, uh no the the tweet or the, the the poll would be like what which is the best alien movie and then only put only AVP alien. and alien oh, 4 yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> get blocked yeah. um well, much much like the movie itself, whoever wins that poll, we will lose. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Um, <coughs> I have one last question about your uh, experience with the Twitter account, and I had completely forgotten it already. Wow. Do you want me to interject? Yeah, sort of yeah uh, just you talked a little bit. We talked a little bit even earlier about the the 10th anniversary. Any other thoughts about how that went? Um, any planning that first that you congratulations? Did maybe? Yeah, also Ooh, congratulations. As, really well, as someone who I'm did told. literally nothing to to do it other than oh, like volunteer for a couple yeah. of years, like you are welcome. That is a thousand percent <laughs> ROI. Is what that is. Yes. Um, yeah. No, that was. Uh, Incredible. I, I did a lot more congratulating than yeah. I, I should be congratulated for. Um, but it was it was really great. And I was very pleasantly, uh, I wouldn't even say surprised, just like reassured when th- we had 36 people co- go to all five movies. Hey, which is just three people in here. Amazing. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. One first time. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thank you. But just like the idea that we can get three dozen people to say like, what do I want to do on a Saturday, like in the middle of like a really warm fall like weekend? It's like, you know, I'll I'll just spend what was it, eleven hours inside yeah. of a dark room <laughs> with strangers? Like that's that's well, so I, great. I sit inside dark rooms all day anyway. It's not you know my house or the trialon's not too much of a. Difference. I really hope there are not strangers also showing up in your house for eleven hours on end. Well, but, you know. he doesn't he doesn't ask me my business. I don't ask him his. We're we're roommates, so yeah, uh, yeah. I gotcha. I probably should have said that joke up before <laughs> the punchline, huh? Yeah. 
Well, now, that the, now the viewers know. Yeah, you're, I can edit remember? it. I can splice that. You remember your Twitter, you Twitter question? I don't. I you don't. don't. I was right. just going to end no it. More Twitter questions. Does anybody else have um, any lingering thoughts? Wait, I have, I have a fun one last kind of thing about the, the trial on Twitter. Uh, just to reinforce the idea that I really don't, I'm not an expert. I'm not like a social media manager. It's like, that's not my job. I'm sorry, you are, training. but. I am now by, <laughs> you know, in the same way. By that definition. I'm, right. Um, uh, but I'm not a trained one. How about that? Mm. Uh, where pretty early on, uh, just to, like the, a lot of times the trial one will be playing the same movie twice, say like on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, uh, and then most Friday nights too. But every once in a while we'll be doing two different movies and playing them back to back and switching up the times then on the weekend. Um, so the first time that that happened while I was like doing trial on stuff on Twitter, I called it a double feature and was reprimanded. Oh. Uh, harshly no john was just really nice but he just sent me an email saying like hey like you don't have to delete the tweet or anything but just for future reference like when you're actually like promoting movie theater stuff a double feature is a specific thing where two movies are playing back to back different movies you pay the price for one ticket and you get to see oh, both. Yeah. Oh, sure. okay so like so when the city pages said that we're doing a quintuple feature i was like oh no no we are not but i didn't say that because i'm not an ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> city um, pages change this but yeah, uh, so like there have been a couple of little things where I will um, either ask beforehand or I will you know have I will overstep whatever bounds exist that I as like a volunteer like I assume this is kosher but then find out that it might not be. Um, you push boundaries, fascinating, right? Or there's uh, um, so the Trilon does a lot of it, like hosts a lot of movies that we are not officially the sponsors of, and some of those like. Are, it's just kind of good etiquette that we try to like not step on anybody's toes and be like, look at this Trilon thing and kind of imply that it's our thing when really it's somebody else's baby and we're just hosting it. Um, and some of them are like, these are organizations that like their legal agreements with the um, either the distribution or the production studios for the movies that they're showing is that they're not advertising it. So we can't legally advertise that we are showing something. Yikes. So those have been like, okay, I really have to pay attention about like if there is a like um, sound unseen or uh, some of the trash film debauchery films, like, okay, I will probably like won't engage with that and like they have their own ways of reaching out and they have their own, uh, you know, communities where, where they can do that. Yeah. Something um, as innocuous as a retweet could be right. that offensive? That, I, I'm, that... I'm not sure about retweet, but uh, I haven't I haven't wanted to push the boundaries all that much. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that there was that kind of hierarchy, that kind of it's, rule it's, set behind it's, it. I, I wouldn't I don't even know if it's like a hierarchy, just like there are a lot of um like John was saying, like the process of acquiring the films and being able to show them is a lot trickier than I don't know, I assumed as just a like a customer of movie theaters. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's a process every single time. Yeah. Uh, that was really surprising to me as well. Um and one of the things that um if you weren't able to make it to some of the uh, movies for the 10th anniversary that John gave a very brief introduction before each one. And one of the ones that I thought was most interesting was before my name is Julia Ross. He said, we got this print from what was it? Columbia uh, university. I think it was Columbia, right? That sounds, yeah. yeah. I don't actually, I just said university. It's probably Columbia pictures, not university. Oh, right. Anyway, <laughs> um, we got this film come from Columbia. We have this uh, this print, and we they said we can show it once, only once. We have it for seventy two hours, and the minute we're done showing it, we have to send it back, wow. which is like just goes to like really, really shows you that like this is people care a lot about this. There are a lot of regulations around it. Um, so yeah, the, I think the 
Twitter account very, very rarely ever I, encroaches upon that. But like, imagine uh, just destroying yes. the Trilon brand by <laughs> just making a shitty tweet once. Wouldn't oh, that be man. the fucking funniest thing in the world? <laughs> <laughs> if I can just like get the internet to cancel the Trilon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm all out of cues. Everybody, everybody uh, satisfied? We're coming up on time. Um, I would like to know more about um, you and your writing. If if you want to present that at the plug, time, plug. do you have anything to plug? Do you have oh, anything? I would I would say just like uh, follow Parasphere. Um, so we are trying to like promote it on like the Trilon's official social media. So hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this, you already like like the Trilon on Facebook and follow on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but the it's just perisphere.org. So I, as much as I would love to plug my own writing, there are so many talented, thoughtful people who either uh, volunteer with the Trilon or are just associated in some other way, just kind of friends of the Trilon, who have been like writing really interesting companion pieces to movies that are showing. Yeah, there's a lot of really great stuff on there. Yeah, that's P E R I S P H E R E, right? Yep. Yeah, like Perry, and then P R P E R I, and then Sphere. Org. Um, so yeah, hopefully I will continue to be uh, writing for them. I'm, I'm like working on my next piece for them, which oh god, it's that's for a movie that's coming out in two weeks. I really have to kind of get Uh-oh. on that deadline. Um, or no, three weeks. Maybe I got some time. But anyway, <laughs> that's um, hubris. So yeah, whatever whatever self promotion I will couch in terms of like there are a lot of great, interesting, uh, thoughtful people at the Trilon and Parasphere is the way that we are starting to kind of promote those uh, those pieces and that work uh what about your at personal oh, at? my personal ad is uh it benjamin savard or no it benjamin scott wow that's my my middle name for those of you who are not in the know now you are um i'm mainly just retweet other people and every once in a while we'll have a, a thought that i consider to be so worthwhile that i need <laughs> the world to know um but mainly it's just like you know signal boosting ideas that are other people have that are much well, better uh, phrased and more well thought out than my own. So maybe not the best advertisement for my own Twitter, but there it is. Well, I'm going to give you a follow. Oh, Don't worry thanks. about it. I personally, I follow all of you guys. So I'm. I'm you follow? Do me? I already I'm follow you? Hurt. Wow, it's just. A, I'm going to check. No sorry, I'm on private right now. So make oh wow, I'm going to get caught in my lie. Where do you sit in a movie theater when you go to see a movie? God damn not it. at the Trilon, but just any oh, other movie. Actually, theater. no. It's the, it's the same Trilon and regular or like non non-Trilon movie theater, which is I try to go dead center. Um, I learned that... Uh, so I, I, for briefly in college, I was a projectionist for the uh, college that I worked for, working for their kind of AV department, mm-hmm. um, which was great, and I really loved it, and I watched a lot of movies that way, and I learned how to do 35, but it's been so many years that there's zero chance I could do it at the Trilon if they needed <laughs> me to, which thankfully they don't, because there's a lot of people who are smarter and more dedicated than I am already there. Um <laughs> But while I was there, I one time worked with a a tech from, I think, Sony Pictures who came in to help set up um, a sound system for a movie that was a specific movie that was coming and playing there. And he was like, oh, go sit all the way in like on the left dead, you know, like center of like middle front to back, but all the way to the left. And then just listen to the difference between that and dead center and it was like oh wow i'm hearing everything and it's perfectly balanced and this is like you can't always make a theater even like a very controlled environment like a theater um 
work exactly the way that the artist behind the film intended it to, but the closest you can get to that, regardless of the theater, is usually middle-middle. So I aim for middle-middle. But also I pee often when I'm watching movies. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Especially the European film. You actually go to the bathroom for that? Right, and so, yeah, I I, I do leave the theater, (laughs) um, which, to not disturb people sometimes, if it's like, oh, I'm sitting in for uh, Avengers Endgame or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like... I'm going to pick somewhere where I can exit without disturbing a boatload of other human beings who want to watch this movie. The world thanks you. You're welcome. Anybody? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, good. Do, do you play you video games? Tom asked I Not really. Um, he reads books. He's too smart to play I was, I was, If he said yes, I would have high-fived <laughs> you and said, fuck you, Cody. But uh, No, yeah, no I, I, okay. I love video games. <laughs> I, I don't play them often anymore. The last system I had was a GameCube and Boy, how did I yeah, love there it? Yeah, there great. Yeah. I, I still love it to this yeah. day. Well, I, my bit failed, so sorry to end it on that question. I was going to say, you can't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't have a Discord or like a, I don't, I don't do yeah. any like play along You stuff. can't, no Patreon. Switch. Follow along with your streams. Oh, I have a, I have a personal Patreon. If you just want to like give me money, yeah. uh, go for great, it. Yeah. Uh, Man, you're, not, you're not funding any interesting or you know, <laughs> like important work. It's this is, just I'm like, a void. You will not get anything back. You'll right. just give me the money. Right. Yeah. Uh, well then, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Try Love. Uh, my name's Jason. You can find me on Twitter at Nintendoofus. I'm Cody. You can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH. I'm Harry. I'm Aaron, and uh, I'm on Twitter at RBplease. And I was uh, Benjamin Savard, and you can find me on Twitter at ItBenjaminScott. And uh, I think it's also ItBenjaminScott on Instagram, which is a lot more... What I see is a lot more interesting than what I have to say. So <laughs> follow me there. Man of mystery. Uh, and follow the Trilon at Trilon Cinema on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. Uh, go see a movie there. Check out their website and parasphere.org for um, writing from Ben and others. Mainly uh, is, others. Is it all volunteers who write it? No. It's, so it's some volunteers. Uh, it's ma- I would say mainly volunteers, but also um, people who are either friends with volunteers and like go to the Trilon often or people who maybe used to volunteer but moved away. We've had a couple of alumni uh, write stuff for us. And it's also, it's not just kind of very heady, uh, obnoxious academic writing like I did for my first contribution. (laughs) Uh, People have made uh, crosswords. People have done, like, (laughs) recollections of, like, their first time watching a movie or connecting it to uh, larger personal, or larger uh, societal or cultural events that Mm -hmm. are going on. Um, it's a really cool collection of just, I feel like companion pieces is the best way to describe it. So that's parasphere.org to go along with trilon.org. Great. Well, thanks again for listening. Yeah, thanks we'll... so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you well, thank... Yeah, thank you for having me. This is this is a, an, an utter dream come true. Wow. For us, thanks, too. I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs>